Very nice. This verse came to mind during glorious worship time. He keeps in perfect peace those whose minds are fixed on Jesus. Perfect peace. Where you can live in uninterrupted joy. The goal here of all the grace poured out towards all your minds is to live in uninterrupted ecstasy also called heaven on earth now I lived this life in continual ecstasy for many years so it's not just possible I've been discipled by heavenly Jerusalem to the place where everyone can live in continual ecstasy the marriage supper of the Lamb is when people enter into uninterrupted ecstasy, eternal joy. So we need a lot more grace in our minds so that there's not a single care, a single concern, anything of the lower world going through our minds. Nothing of the lower world ever going through our minds. Anything of the lower world called earth passing through our minds is the demonic realm. And that's why the church is an absolute mess. I mean, Christians, almost all Christians, I tell you the truth, and you need grace to hear this because it's the truth anyhow, almost all Christians in the world today don't even practice real Christianity. Real Christianity is having your heart in mind in heavenly Jerusalem, the city of glory. Now I know that's the end result of our faith. Living in heaven on earth continuously. And you don't wait till you die to go into heaven. I tell you the truth, when you're born again, when you're born again, guys, you die immediately upon being born again and go to heaven. Now just don't backslide and stay in heaven. And if that isn't your experience, well, just get born again again. I mean, humble yourself. If you've had a religious experience instead of a spiritual glorious experience, hey, just hit the restart button. Just reset your lives. There's grace to reset your lives constantly. I've seen people forgiven hundreds of times. They constantly go astray and then they burn themselves out on the stupid stuff of the world and they come back and then... God just starts over where they left off. He doesn't even bring up all of the dumb stuff they've been doing in wasted years. He's just happy they came back. It's the the father and the prodigal son of Luke 15. Do you see the father talking about, oh, what did you do with the money I gave you? (laughs) That's what an earthly father whose mind is filled with Worthless idols would ask, What did you do with all the money I gave you? Where you been, son? You smell horrible. You know, but the father isn't like that at all. He's a perfect father. He's a spiritual father. He's just ecstatic that the son is even coming home at all. You know, to be a slave. But the father forgives him of all his sins and makes him a son. That's how it is for every single one of us 
beginning to experience and know our Father in Heaven. This great awakening is the awakening to knowing our Heavenly Father. And I know people don't know the Heavenly Father because they would never have a bad day. You can't have a bad time when you know the Heavenly Father. It's impossible. I mean, you could have your head cut off and it's the best day of your life because you're in the Father. I mean, look at the martyrs of the first century church. There's historical, you know, uh, reports that some of these people have their head cut off, you know, or get stabbed right through the heart or fed to lions, and they're in such incredible ecstasy, they didn't even know they'd already been killed. They couldn't even feel it. I mean... You can have absolutely no connection to this world in a 100% connection. And that's not even that advanced of stuff. That's just being faithful in your hearts. That's just being faithful in your minds. That's just being a normal disciple of the kingdom of heaven and not being a worldly Christian. you got to get the worldliness out of you. It's the worldliness of Satan all that dirt and worthless information of the earth realm that's always bombarding your minds to keep you captive of the darkness. Very few have gotten through it. Most people are still constantly distracted by the darkness of this world. That's why we need grace for the mind. Every time Paul writes a letter to his churches, is praying for his churches, You see John doing it in Revelation as well, the very last verse in the entire Bible, Revelation 22, verse 21. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Grace, love, and peace be magnified, multiplied, flood your hearts and flood your minds from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Unless God's favor shines through your mind, there is zero chance of repentance. And repentance is what causes you to have a greater glory through your mental ray. Today I saw the mental ray, and God is so sneaky in doing this stuff too. It's not like this big trumpet horn and a huge announcement to all the Christians in the world. No, no, no. He's humble. He's a servant of all. Those who know the Holy Spirit know what God the Father is doing. But those that don't know the Holy Spirit in their hearts and minds are utterly lost in this world. God the Father is changing the spectrum of light through the mental ray from starlight to glory. That's why He comes like a thief in the night. Most people are oblivious to the transition of the sorcerers of Babylon the Great to the sons of God of the Kingdom of Heaven. But that transition has been like a thief in the night, and almost all Christians are oblivious. I say that in perfect love because it's the truth. The truth will set you free. The Christians are totally sleeping. God said to me today, if people can even read your words on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, you're actually quite early, you viewers, to the marriage supper of the Lamb. We've pioneered this thing so far ahead of the Bride of Christ. I tell you the truth in all humility. That if you can even hear this and see this, you're not late. You're actually early. This is the only thing that shall remain in the entire world in the days ahead. And there's like 
several hundred people that are watching our broadcast daily. And there's other people too that are doing some good stuff in there. But you got to understand, this is way ahead of the pack. I mean, this is permanent, eternal, heavenly Jerusalem ministry. We're not even messing around with buildings. I mean, what do you need a building for? That's like barbaric. That's like Dark Ages stuff. Buildings? Without the internet, there's no pastoring of cities and nations. You're the temples of the building of the body of Christ. What a waste of money. If your flesh needs to be pastored, you're not even in the gospel. The pastoring of the gospel is for your spirit and your mind. Your bodies don't need to go to a building. We have a 24-7 connection, 365, to heavenly Jerusalem. Now it's time to get internally glorified. And you can do that so easily through the internet now that we could perfectly pastor the nations through the internet. God told me several years ago, the Roman roads were the communication lines of Jesus Christ's first coming so that the gospel could go out into the entire world. Well, what do you think the internet is for Jesus Christ's second coming? What the Roman roads were for the first coming, the internet is for the second coming. It's a true statement from Jesus Christ. And it's, you know, it's not some big, glamorous, like, million-dollar ABC, CBS, NBC television production. No, no, this is the underground church that has all the anointing, that has all the obedience, that has all the glory. This ain't mainstream stuff that's sold out to Babylon the Great to have the money in the harlot of Babylon who trusts in the flesh. This is the real deal of Joel's army. The first century messianic movement was underground. It wasn't mainstream. The Pharisees were mainstream. John the Baptist and Jesus Christ and the first coming and the first great awakening were underground outside everything that had been established in religion and everything that had been established in politics. (laughs) God the Father always does this stuff underground, organic, and outside the structure of man's building. And that's why they hate us the most, because God doesn't need flesh. God doesn't need this so-called Christian church structure. Organized religion, well, we know that's bad. We're charismatic and Pentecostal enough. You know, everyone knows that's wrong. Organized religion, that sounds like a prison system. But what we don't understand is wrong is everything established by human energy. Everything that has an origin in the brain. Everything that's in starlight is in fact sin. God said to me today, there is zero starlight in the light of the kingdom. As it's written in Revelation, they'll have no need for the sun, for the lamb shall be their light. It's called getting drained of the darkness and filled with the glory. Going from glory to glory until you run on the glory light of Jesus Christ, the bright morning star. That's what it means to be sealed in the kingdom. To be a son of the kingdom is to run on that glory and not a sinner who runs on starlight. (laughs) 
When Adam and Eve fell, they became prisoners of the light. But that light that people call light, the light of the sun and the moon and stars, that ain't light, guys. That's darkness. That's the created light. That's the dragon's tail that swept one-third of the stars. (laughs) And let direct revelation and great grace flood your hearts and minds to see this stuff. Because the salvation of the world is in the transition of mankind from starlight to glory light. Starlight is the potent sorcery of Babylon the Great. The city of Satan and his angels and all the wicked, carnal people of the world. All the wicked, rich jerks. You know, it's like in Babylon, the more rich you are, the bigger jerk you are. But that's not how it is in heavenly Jerusalem. In heavenly Jerusalem, where you've stored up your riches in glory, the more rich you are, the more joyful and loving you are. It's the exact opposite of this world system of Babylon the Great, which is a city, according to Revelation, that runs on starlight. That's why in Hollywood you have the walk of stars and all this fascination with stars, 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 because actually sorcerers using starlight have enslaved the entire world. That's why you got a, you know, an eye on a pyramid on your $1 bill. It's just sorcery, just starlight. The wicked men and the wicked women like witches and warlocks have been working within the fall of the angels for 6,000 years and the Christians are almost completely oblivious to it. Like they don't have a grid for how wicked you could actually be because they're just lukewarm. They're not that wicked. It's just that mixture of darkness and light has all the Christians confused. So they're not powerful in darkness And they're not powerful in glory. So the masses are in the valley of decision just in a mixture of both glory and starlight because the sons of God are manifesting right now and have been for years. Warring against starlight. Warring against darkness. Warring against the unrenewed mind, which is the beast nature. An unrenewed mind is simply someone who lives their life led by the brains. Do you know any unrenewed people? Yeah, that's the vast majority of people in the world right now. But it's sad because the Christians should have so much glory beaming through their minds, but they've been deceived just like everyone else. Satan has deceived all nations by potent sorcery. It is written. Well, when you're in the glory, you're in the crystal clear living waters, there's zero deception. So it's time to wash all the deception, all the sorcery, all the starlight out of the mental ray, the mind of mankind, by the floods of great grace. And we're doing it. And as more and more people get their minds renewed, as more and more people agree with Jesus Christ and repent from all of their disagreement, I mean, you look at it. I mean, even amongst the elite charismatic Christians, hardly any of them agree with me. It's like they're living in the dark ages. And I say that in total love, but it's the truth. You've got to repent, man. I mean, every step of repentance is the changing of your mind to agree with more glorious words that are currently lodged in your mental ray. I repent continuously. Repentance is going from glory to glory and changing your words every day to more glorious words. 
If a Christian doesn't live a lifestyle of repentance, there's no ascension or acceleration of the renewing of their mind. There's no glorification of their mental ray, and that's why all their teachings are garbage out there. The Christians who teach repentance just means they say, knock it off. That's not repentance. Repent means return to the high place with all your mind and let that lower word, that deceptive word that you believe that caused the action of sin fall off you. True repentance means I'm not in the darkness, I'm in the glorious light, so I'm not deceived anymore. Repent, return to the high word. And let all of your lower words fall off you. And we need great grace for that because religion is stubbornness. Religion is pride. And the bride of Christ's mind has been crammed full of stubborn religious pride. So that almost nobody can agree with Jesus Christ. And that's why they're not walking in eternal ecstasies, eternal raptures, glorious joys, constant signs and wonders, overflowing and living waters. Like this stuff is unknown to the Christian church. Very few people are walking in it because very few people have their minds renewed. Because very few people are actually discipled in true biblical Jesus Christ and His disciples' repentance. Repent. Return to the high place and experience greater glory through all your mind. So, the sons of God that are actually walking in this need to walk in greater grace. You listeners and viewers of Joel's Bar and Red Letter Ministries must amplify and magnify grace because no one will ever change around you to agree with you, to agree with a more glorious word than the lies they're filled with unless you flood them with grace. It's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. And listen, we repent until the bright morning star shines through our forehead in the full manifestation of His light and blots out the sun. So I think we have some greater degrees of glory to attain. We haven't arrived to anything yet. I mean, there's only a small number of people on the planet that are even interested in this stuff right now. It's our overflowing kingdom of heaven, heavenly Jerusalem, mental ray reality that overtakes the mental ray of everyone down below in the valleys that just eat the scraps off our tables. Don't even know what's going on in the spirit world. Don't even understand anything about the world <laughs> that were created by the Word of God. And even though they don't understand, it still filters through their hearts and minds. Like Jesus Christ said, the dogs eat the scraps off the table. Dogs represent people that reject being pastored by Jesus Christ and the shepherds of Israel. Dogs are those that reject being shepherded in the streams and food and waters of Jesus Christ in heavenly Jerusalem. So a lot of people go to church, but most of those people that go to church aren't pastored. When you're pastored, it means that God is moving your body around, which is that sheep body, to eat and drink what He wants you to eat and drink. Green pastures, refreshing waters. That's what's written in Psalms 23. The Lord is our shepherd. So, even though a lot of people know about pastors, a lot of people have never been pastored, even though they've gone to church their whole lives. Because it's about 
eating and drinking and growing spiritually. That's the only thing Christianity is about. (laughs) We've wasted tremendous amounts of time on religion. Satan has distracted us to the point where our lives have become utterly worthless in Christianity and have nothing to do with the eternal realm of glory. It's the greatest deception of the ages. It's, and it's remarkably sad. You'd almost cry if there wasn't so much glory pouring through your mind. But there is hope. There is hope for the masses confused, the masses deceived. There is tremendous hope. And it's the hope of the manifesting sons of God revealing perfection for everyone to see. Because once they have a demonstration of the new covenant, once they can see people walking in the great grace, in perfect love, in perfect joy, perfect peace, like literally living epistles, the Word made flesh, walking in the great glory, walking in eternal joy, only speaking the Father's words, only doing the Father's ways. People that are filled with the Godhead, when they can look at you, they'll believe in God because you're so thoroughly possessed by the living God, temples of the Holy Spirit, cups of the new covenant. The final result of this discipleship will be the bride of Christ as a cup of the new covenant and her cup which is your bodies, overflowing with the wine of Jesus Christ's spirit life, receiving everything we've received from our Father in heaven and our Lord in heavenly Jerusalem through our lives, and every one of us overflowing in that love, the overflow of our cup will be the perfect demonstration of Jesus Christ to the world. Then every excuse will be removed from every sinner that refuses to repent and goes on and drugs and alcohol and sexual morality and, you know, loving money and every worthless thing in Babylon. But there won't be any judgment. There won't be any of that until we, the bride of Christ, have an overflowing cup from our Father in heaven. (laughs) I mean, very few Christians even now are experiencing the overflow of the wine. But I tell you the truth, every single one of you is the cup of the new covenant. So when people come around you, they drink God. They're drinking the eternal covenant. They're drinking the blood of the covenant. They're drinking the wine of Jesus Christ. They're drinking the wine of the Holy Spirit. And guess what the marriage supper of the Lamb is? A bunch of people who are cups of the new covenant and everybody's drinking it. That's why it says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And by His breath, He shall slay the wicked. Every breath, you can drink in the wine of Jesus Christ. You can have the exact same atmosphere in you and through you and around you as Jesus Christ in the throne room of heavenly Jerusalem now. Don't wait any longer. And let great grace be magnified into your hearts and minds so you can physically Feel that substance of glory today. That's the eternal joy of heavenly Jerusalem. That's what God the Father will drown the entire world in as our cups overflow. And it's a glorious, glorious work. I mean, that is the only work 
the new covenant ministry has ever had. Just let your cups overflow. There's no brain energy, flesh energy. The new covenant is the covenant of the Spirit of God, the Spirit of glory, the Spirit of grace. We just let this river of life move us. And it does move our bodies around. You know, it's glorious to be controlled as a temple of the Holy Spirit by the Holy Spirit. Because if the Holy Spirit isn't controlling your body, you're a temple of another spirit, which is no spirit other than a demon. And that's why there's problems in these people's lives. Because even though they know they're supposed to be a temple of the Holy Spirit, they obey spirits that aren't the Holy Spirit. And everyone's done it. It's called serving demons. It's everywhere in Babylon. (laughs) Babylon is a purely demonic place. And it's so deceptive because there are some temporary pleasures and it's just a huge system of matrix, of starlight. I mean, Satan will even allow Christianity as just one of many religions to be inside Babylon the Great. I mean, you think the devils just love having the vast majority of Christians inside that city, settling for starlight instead of the glory of God. Or even, he'll let them have a measure of the glory as long as their pyramids stay in that Babylonian city. If you get out of that pyramid, which is your church buildings, and start developing open Eden paradise and practicing the presence of God like a river of life, and you're the temple, you're the pyramid, instead of that clay building, that brick building, (laughs) that concrete and steel building, when you understand you're the pyramid, you're the star of David, you're the Merkaba, you're the temple of the throne room of Almighty God on earth, man, Satan will come against you because that's the type of person that destroys the work of the devil. You destroy deception. See, the main deception is that God outside-minded, I need to take my body and serve physical deception. That's the Galatians 3.1 trying to finish in the brain what began in the heart. Are most people in Christianity trying to finish in the brain what began in the heart? That's like everyone. It's one in a million that stays in the heart and grows the heart and that seed of faith to be the largest of the garden plants and you know, really walks as a disciple of Jesus Christ and obeys this verse, the flesh counts for nothing. When the flesh counts for nothing, you realize why God created Adam and Eve like this and why the new covenant's perfect. And you have the Holy Spirit perfection already. You just have never utilized it because Satan deceives you to think you don't have enough already and that you need to go do this and do that to get the breakthrough. And It's all lies. When you're born again, he puts everything you need inside your spirit day one Instantly. And almost no Christians believe it, so they waste all of their days doing all this physical stuff, Galatians, bewitchment stuff. But when you recognize God put everything you need inside your heart the day you're born again, you become so powerful because you're not dependent on anything in this world. You, you don't need to go to Satan anymore. You don't need to go to the flesh. You're not eating off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil anymore. You recognize 
I have the Godhead inside my heart. Who overcomes the world? He who believes Jesus Christ is the Son of God, it is written. Isn't that salvation? Isn't that day one born again? When you're born again, you die and go to heaven. (laughs) Absolutely true. The issue is people don't stay in heaven. They come back down to earth, and then they start doing all this natural stuff. And this great awakening, when they're born again, they're going to stay in heaven because the sons of God and the daughters of Zion will have brought that mental realm of the renewed mind of Jesus Christ, the bright morning star, for them to live in heaven on earth. Because it's always been about the renewing of the mind. And clearly we need much more grace for the minds to have heaven on earth. But there's an acceleration of that grace upon all our minds. It's incredible stuff. And through our minds, we project the heavenly city of glory. The city of God, the city of angels, heavenly Jerusalem. And by the renewing of our mind, we overtake the city of Babylon. But without the renewing of the mind, without grace in our minds, there will never be any changes. All these attempts to try to do out of the brain tree of knowledge of good Christianity always fail. These are the works that won't fail. The renewing of the mind that brings heavenly Jerusalem through our minds and the throne of God in glory through our minds, that's what destroys all the works of the devil in the whole world. And that's the main thing that Christians are cut off from by the fallen angels and in the starlight system of church and Christianity because they can't see it and they're blinded from it. The God of this world has blinded their minds. Because they live in like unbelief. Like, you can't rule and reign with heavenly Jerusalem on earth. Most pastors call that demonic. You know, they'll have some theological term to categorize it in their Greek mind. Because they're brain leaders. Brain leaders are the death of Christians. Any leadership in the brain is false leadership. All leadership of Jesus Christ is in the spirit. You got to get that because the spirit is the tree of life. The brain is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. When you get information into your brain, you're eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Adam and Eve were in the tree of life, which means their spirits were glorified. Do you realize the fall of Adam and Eve was the giving up of the glory for information, for knowledge, tree of knowledge? Where did the knowledge go? It wasn't the bread and wine of Jesus Christ. They rejected the bread and wine of Jesus Christ and ate information into their brain. And people have been in that religious sin ever since called eating information about God, which separates you from God. And you don't know God because you're in your brain, which is the flesh. You're practicing as the sinner in the curse of the fall. And that's where all theological, religious activity has been for thousands of years since the fall of Adam and Eve. Only through Jesus Christ do we get back into the tree of life and the cherubim of the glory. That's when you know you're in the real gospel because the cherubim guard your spirit life. And when they start guarding your mental life, That means your spirit life is taking over your brain and you're really starting to become a real Christian transformed by the renewing of your mind. No longer a carnal meatball, now a 
morning star, or one who is spiritually minded. Bright morning star is the mind of Christ. That is the finished product of believing the gospel of Jesus Christ in mankind 2,000 years. When the bride of Christ has her mind transformed by great grace, and all of the light of Jesus Christ in the throne room, the light of the Lamb, is shining through her face, shining through her mind. And I see this light coming through the bride of Christ, and it will shine through everyone's hearts and minds and be the main influence and covering of the entire world. That Spirit created the world. There's a lot of fallen stuff in this world. The world is full of lies. But when you get into the Spirit of glory and the tree of life and the renewing of your mind, you'll never eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil again. In Jesus' name, that's my prayer for all of you. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, we were gifted with uh, airfare for our wedding anniversary, eight-year wedding anniversary. Penny and I are going to Mazatlan tomorrow, so we won't be broadcasting until next Saturday, taking six days off. It's going to be glorious. I'm so thankful for just a break and Penny's first vacation. That last time I just drove 2,600 miles, it was... Not much of a vacation, so we're going to really try to enjoy ourselves this time. Well, we'll see you guys in a week. We love you guys. If you want to support this ministry, we could really use your financial support to magnify this ministry throughout the earth. You can donate at redlettermen.com and be blessed. We love you guys. We'll see you in a week.